I want to share a meditation called Eager to Hear from God. But before I do, let's pray. Well, Lord, we are eager to hear from you now. And we're coming here into your presence and asking for your Holy Spirit to come and meet us now and work in our hearts even now as we open your word, that your sharp sword would cut us where we need to be cut and your spirit would stir us up to be fervent where we need to be motivated and encouraged to seek you and to pray for these great things you've called us to. Please rend the heavens and come down and let the nations come to know that you are the living God. Lord, we come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. In what ways does the Lord work when he's going to pour out his Spirit? I asked the same question last month when I shared about Cornelius from Acts 10. And I want to go back there again today. Um, but reviewing what I shared about first was that the Lord moves his people to pray before he pours out the blessing on them. He moved Cornelius to pray continually. And he sent that messenger to him during his 3 p.m. prayer time. He also moved Peter to pray as the food was getting ready for lunch and sent Peter the vision during his noon prayer time. And the Lord shows these two praying men giving each of them directions so that they would come together in, in order for God to pour out the blessing of his Holy Spirit on the Gentiles. The Lord used a praying Peter as a channel of his blessing and a praying Cornelius as the recipient of his blessing. And today I want to focus on the latter part of the story in Acts 10 uh, to look at how the Lord makes his people eager to hear from him before he pours out his blessing. I want to read Acts chapter 10, starting in verse 24. In the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. And Peter was coming in. Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter lifted him up saying, stand up. I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. They said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I asked them, for what reason have you sent for me? So Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately and you have done well to come. 
Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. He goes on with his sermon in verse 43. To him, all the prophets bear witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. This is the word of the Lord. We know the Spirit is working when God's people are eager to hear from him, from him just like in this, this account. An eagerness to hear from the Lord is a distinguishing mark of the work of God's spirit. Cornelius had sent his three servants to Joppa. They were able to locate Peter and just arriving right as Peter's finishing this vision and the Lord directs him down to go with them. And they tell the story to Peter and they end with these words in, in the last phrase in verse 22. Why did they come meet Peter? To hear words from you. They needed Peter to come because they knew Peter was the messenger who was going to give them the word of the Lord. What they needed was the word of the Lord. And here is an, an eagerness from Cornelius to his messengers, an eagerness to hear the word of God. They needed the word. They didn't need a display of power from Peter. They didn't need an interesting story. They didn't need a polished speech. They needed the word of the Lord. And those whom God is preparing for an outpouring know that this is what they need. God's very words. In verse 33, Cornelius recounts to Peter after he comes. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. He says, whatever God has commanded you, pass it on to us. That's what we need to hear. Let's pray that God would give us this blessing, this voracious appetite for the word of God. That as we even read and meditate on the word in private, we would have this longing and hunger that God would speak to us. And as we gather in public gatherings to hear his word preached, that we would gather with this longing to hear from God himself, crying out to the Lord, oh, Lord, let me hear what you have for me. Let me hear what you, God the Lord, will speak. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. When the word of God is preached, let us not get entangled with judging the messenger or his style or his church background or his doctrinal distinctives. No, let us listen for the word of God for us. When Cornelius and his friends, they saw Peter come in, Peter, this simple Jewish man, they didn't judge him and say, oh, no, here's here's a simpleton. We, we don't need to listen to him. Nor did they say, oh, no, here's the a, a Jewish guy. He's going to tell us 
stop eating pork and get circumcised. No, they didn't have these thoughts that entangled them because they were there in the presence of God, wanting to hear from God, his word to them. They knew he had a message prepared specifically for them, and they just had to receive this message. And so just like it was later said of the Thessalonians, they accepted what was delivered to them, not as the word of men, but as what it really was, the word of God. We see also in verse 33 that they acknowledge the presence of God. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. It was clear to Cornelius, God was going to speak to him with a very special message, but he wasn't quiet about this, this visit from the angel. He, he told everybody about it. He wanted all of his friends, he wanted his family to come and gather and to set aside whatever they were doing, the work that they were engaged in, the family matters, even their leisure, drop it all and come and gather because God has a message for us. And he had this anticipation, this expectancy that God was going to give a message just for them. And, and this whole group of, of friends and family also joined in by faith that God was going to speak to them. And when they gathered together, the Spirit brought them together in, in the acknowledgement of his presence. We don't know if Peter or if uh, Cornelius was sharing the story again, whether they were there praying together. It seems likely here they're all gathered, waiting for the messengers to return, uh, maybe in prayer. And, and they are all aware that God is among them. God himself, who comes and moves his people with reverence and awe and trembling at his presence, he was there among them. And so they were ready to receive the word because God was there. They were expectant he was going to speak. So their attention was fully fixed on the message, ready to respond. Whatever the Lord was going to tell them, they were ready to do it. Here is a mark of all true outpourings of God's spirit, this renewed awareness that God has come down among his people, that he's, he's there with his people, and that he's stirring this heart of eagerness to want to hear from him. Let us pray that God would give us this eagerness to hear from him and pray that he would forgive us as Daniel confessed, when we do not listen to his servants and the word that he does give to us, let's pray that he would deliver us from a dullness of hearing that speaks of the Hebrews in the book of Hebrews. Give us an attentiveness and eagerness and desire to hear from the Lord. Let's pray for the spirit to move among us as he has in the days past. Uh, just like in the days of David Brainerd, who described in his journal, the Delaware Indians, when they heard the word as God came down, he said in 1746, January 12th, I preached from Isaiah 55, 6. The word of God seemed to fall upon the audience with a divine weight and influence and evidently appeared to be not the word of man. The blessed spirit, I am persuaded, accompanied what was spoken to the hearts of many, 
so that there was a powerful revival of conviction in, a numbers, in, in numbers who were under spiritual exercise before. And then later that evening, after his catechizing with them, he said, the spirit of God seems from time to time to be striving with souls here. They are so frequently and repeatedly roused that they seem unable at present to lull themselves asleep. O oh Lord, move in these ways in our day. Amen.